morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and bring you what is new in the Japanese music industry. This is the week of Thursday, June 10th of 2021. I'm your host, Luna, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? All right, and that's it. It is still Dos Compadres for the time being. Unfortunately, Ken has some family matters to attend to. We wish him and his family well and look forward to having him back soon. So with that, Gray, how have you been? What have you been listening to this week? Yeah, no, I've been good. It's uh, been slow around here. Uh, I'm still out of work because it's summer and there's no school and I've been substitute teaching. I'm actually trying to get some ducks in the row. So I can go back to school to get my teaching license because I've decided I want to be a teacher. I'm crazy, I guess. But I have been listening to mostly last week's Oricon. That last week's Oricon was really good. And for better or worse, I think that might have tainted my views on this week's Oricon because eh, we'll get to it. But yeah, no, like I have been listening to uh, Scarlet Lips by Token Robin Dashi. And I remember last episode, I said I hadn't quite added it, but I went back, I added it. I just, I wanted to hear it some more. Uh, so I've been listening to that. I'm still listening to Emotion by Jean Kun Suk. And that, oh man, that might be my song of the month. Like, Emotion is so good. Uh, I'm Young's latest EP, I've been listening to that, or her single, sorry. I've been listening to that a lot. And I've been listening to Hinatazaka's uh, Kimi. Uh, Kimishi Katan, which I really enjoyed last week. I'm still really enjoying this week. So honestly, I've just been still enjoying last week's bounty of great songs, and I just haven't really left it yet. And I'll probably keep listening to that for another week or so. So I, I that's about all I've been listening to. Uh, obviously, I've been listening to this week's MC and the topic that we're going to be covering. But other than that, that's all I've been listening to. What have you been checking out this week, Luna? So, I've been checking out a lot of random things. RMC has actually preoccupied my week because I am a freaking cessed. And same with our topic. I got a little obsessed with that as well. However, some other artists and tracks I've been listening to is I went back to Imer. Her Walpurgis album is freaking fantastic. I honestly recommend the album as a whole as I think it flows very well together. Although I do have several specific tracks that I think stand out more than anything to me. And that's Standalone, Cold Rain, Spark Again, I Torches. Torches is my favorite song by Imer. So... Also been listening to, I went on a little, I've been going between metal and R&B hip hop. It's been a super weird week. I actually went into more Japanese punk this week with Show and Knife because I hadn't listened to him in ages. And that was a real treat to go back to them. So I also went back to Emmy Maria, her Bluebird album. There are several tracks on that album that I skip to because I have to listen to them and it starts out with a favorite of mine and it scream my name and then follows up with nobody like you and then I always skip to ASAP and proud which are just that whole album Bluebird as a whole is great but those four tracks are just my jam 
And if you haven't checked her out, she's amazing. Also went back to her Mr. Alien song from her crossover mini. And that is a great fun dance song. Also went back to M.A.D., who I had to pull out my Flowers of Life album because this is why I don't think physically it was not on Apple Music. And I love her track Rain because of that piano at the beginning. It is fantastic. You can check her out on YouTube. I highly recommend her. Her vocals are just fantastic. And that piano throughout the song is amazing. I still wish she did music, but she does compose and write for other artists. So I commend her for that. Also went back to Aisha as she did release a new song a couple, about a month or two ago. I went back and was listening to those but I really went into her Pink Diamond album again because it is such a perfect album how every track is and flows I love it and she has been my obsession for most of the week also still listening to Amado Namie I've been on a Amado Namie kick for quite some time and I binged a couple of her concerts and I went back to her Best Fiction album her Genic album Went back to her finally best album. That way I could get all the tracks throughout her career in one three CD listen. So also went back and was listening to some Co, which Ken recommended. I love his song, John and Yoko. You like some good chill hip hop? Highly recommend that track. And also popped in some Koichi because he did a song with Simba and Stax T called Foundation. Explicit lyrics. But that song is freaking great. They're all their rap together and Simba's vocals. Oh my God. It is just too good. So that is mainly what I've been listening to. There's other tracks here or there. I always go back to certain artists. So, but with that, I think we spent a good while on our now listening to. Hopefully you guys got some good recommendations. We are going to move on to our topic for this week, and I'm actually really ecstatic about this because I've been on a binge for, binge for the style of music, and we did, to someone who listens to female rock, what group or artist would you recommend? And Gray, we're going to start with you. Who did you pick? Who did you, who would you recommend? Yeah, so this is a genre of music I, I don't typically listen to. And just to go into it, like I grew up on 80s rock and, you know, I listened to mostly rock up until we started doing the show. And I I think I got burnout on it. So for me, I don't typically listen to rock. It's not really a genre. Like I I loved it years ago. And part of me, there's still my heart's in it a bit, but I I just kind of got burnout and I've just really just haven't messed with it too much. Uh, but I went and I found a group specifically for this topic because I, I haven't been regularly listening to rock and, and stuff. And I found I, I, what I feel to be a pretty solid group overall, and that's Bratz. Uh, they're really new. They debuted back in 2018, and they actually started in two, uh, 2011 when the members were just 11 and 12 years old. So they've been at this for a really long time. And I, I do, I, I wound up liking their music. Uh, they do have a really heavy style. There's very much a heavy rock, if, if you want to put that in quotations. But, you know, they really know how to rock uh, songs like Forget Me Not, Toge, and Fate. Like, really just jam. And yeah, I wound up really liking them. It's only 
They currently only have two members. They haven't released anything in 2021, but as of the recording of this podcast, the band is like, they haven't announced that they're breaking up or anything like that. So, but they are in search of a new member because right now they're down to two. But when they dropped their Karma album in two, uh, last year, they, they had three members. And I will say for only having three members, they have a really loud, like big presence, I think, in their music. Like, you just would not believe that this is a three-member rock band. It just really blows my mind listening to that Karma album, like how that there's only three members and they all do a great job. So I wound up really liking this group and I wanted to throw them out there. Like I said, they're new, they're upcoming. They have a pretty small discography, nothing too crazy about it. I will go ahead and say, I wish they'd mix it up a bit more. I think that's like one of the only problems I had is a lot of their songs can sound a little samey, but it's a pretty minor problem to me. And I think, you know, as they go on, obviously when they add that third member, that's also going to influence their music moving forward. So that should fix as that should adjust as they progress and grow. But I think they're an upcoming artist. I think that, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be around for a long time and I'm really interested to see what they do next. Uh, Luna, what did you think about Bratz? So I really like them. And I heard their name around before. I just never jumped into their music. So this was the perfect opportunity to me to dive right in. And they didn't disappoint. I I will say they were heavier than I thought they would be, which I do like. And I think their vocals fit very well with their style. And you don't expect them like you said, Gray, with only having three members, especially for their Karma album, you don't expect their music to be that heavy. And it really is. And I think that's one of the things that makes them stand out. Although I will say their first album when they had five members was fantastic. And it was still heavy, but not as heavy as I felt like their Karma album was. But I mean, they had some standout tracks that I personally loved And I also liked that on their latest album, Karma, they redid some of their older songs with the three members. And you can tell the shift. And one of those was Kimiari Goto or Kimari Goto. So Kimari Goto, you hear it both on their first album, Bratz, and on Karma. And I like that you hear the different versions of it. And I think both sound fantastic. I actually prefer the version on Karma than I do to Brat, but I think their song Dodate Yokata, I love that version on Brat better than their Karma album. However, I mean, I think they are a fantastic group. I found many songs I liked. I think for me, they're a little jarring at first, but forget me not because of how heavy they were and I just wasn't expecting it. And by heavy, I mean they're very heavy on the uh, guitar the um, and, or, and the bass. And also like a little bit with the drums. So it's really that guitar and bass that you hear that heaviness. And I think that's for me what kind of surprised me. But I think they're fantastic. Their vocals are great. And I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do next. And I... I I mean, I think they're awesome. So I I would recommend them as well. I don't, it 
it, I would say it depends on your style of music. Like, if you probably liked We Are the Fallen or Evanescence or I'm trying to think of other, like, I, I didn't listen to much rock. Like, the rock I listened to in the U.S. was more male-oriented, like, heavy yeah. metal than female. But I would say maybe, like, Flyleaf as well because they're somewhat heavy. But I would say, like, if you like that type of thing, you'll probably like Bratz. Um Although yeah. I think they're heavier than a lot of those. Or if you like Disturbed's music, like the heaviness, you'll like Bratz. Different vocals, though. I know yeah. Scream, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say, I, I do think, uh, I actually do like that you you went with Disturbed. I think that's a good, not vocal-wise. Again, yeah, the, the, drastically different vocally-wise. But musically, I do think Disturbed's actually a good good comparison. I think that was a very apt comparison, so... Yeah, I don't know the female version of Disturbed, but uh, but yeah, because yeah, her like their singing is a little bit more traditional. It's a little bit more of that cleaner singing, and uh, that that's what I prefer, honestly. Uh, would you even say Disturbed song? I think that was more rap, wasn't it? No, they sang. Sang? Oh, okay, yeah. They did. It depended on what album you were listening to. I, I was gonna say, like, I'm not the, I'm not a expert on disturbed so their leader the 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 main vocalist he has a great voice i saw them yeah. live a couple years ago and they were amazing i absolutely love seeing them live uh, but i would say like going on to brats like musical wise with how they how heavy they use their music i think disturbs like musical style is a good comparison to that yeah like you you know it it has that heavy feel to it but with cleaner but it's like just straight vocals no rap no screamo just straight vocals yeah and i i I will say uh like i said you know i i think they're up and coming i think uh they'll we'll hear about them you know in three or four years you know i think they might be the next bandmate you never know but because i know not to steal any of your thunder luna but i know like that's like the big like the the big standard for girls rock and so i'm like yeah you, you, you know say I, band I made the, baby yeah. metal uh mutant monster i think is pretty big too isn't it yep mutant monster ne- necronama idol to me necromana idol is they're uh, more heavy they're like heavy metal slash... i would say they're metal yeah yeah they're along those lines and same with some of the other you know other artists but i would say like for brats, yes, they're more of like the bandmate, and even yeah. baby metal kind of can go either way depending on what you listen depending to. Yes, the they song, are more yeah. metal, but I see brats really pushing their name, and I know they have a great following already. So I'm looking forward to what they'll do next. Yeah, and and I will say the line between metal and rock is very thin, so uh, you know it, it can go either way. And I could actually see these girls shifting into metal if they wanted to. I think they could do it. I don't know if that's I think what they, they want could to do, but I think they could if they if they wanted to. Yeah, I think they could get an electric guitar in there, you know, get some more, maybe get a keyboard in there. Um, I think yeah. it'd be very interesting. Yeah, they would. They would probably have to add like a keyboard because uh, they their lead singer is also their lead guitarist. So yes, and they have a bassist right now. So yeah. and their sisters. Yeah, th- those two will always be. I think. I think that's why the band will always stay together because you, you you have that sister power. Like the day, like the sisters decide they don't want to work with each other, that might be a bad day. But 
Uh, yeah, I, I think I think they're going to find another member and come back. So they, they've been a little quiet for 2021. They have dropped two live albums. If you go on their Apple Music page, no, sorry, four live music albums. So, you know, they, they're still around. They're still doing things, even though like their last new release was in 2020. But I think they'll uh, they'll they'll spring back and it'll it'll be fun to see when they do. Uh, I'll be there looking forward to it uh, i agree as well so and with that mine is bandmade and as you know last week i did say i've been listening to bandmade and i've wanted to talk about them for a little bit just because i've wanted to really dive into their music to be honest i got into them on their world domination album so i i it was actually thanks to this podcast and that I listened to World Domination. Being honest, if it weren't for this and listening to the albums and Oricon at the time, which we were trying to do singles and albums, which was very, very difficult. I will say I am so thankful we did that in 2018 because I fell in love with World Domination and I enjoyed the album. I thought it was great. And I went back to it recently just because we wanted to talk about, like, female rock you'd recommend. Most of the ones I would don't exist anymore. And then I thought, well, I do like bandmade. And so going back has just been the greatest treat because I only really listened to one album by them because Domination is one of my, is my favorite track by them. And it made me just enjoy the band and say, hey, this song is great. I need to listen to more of their music. The guitar work is fantastic. It's very heavy. I think their vocals in the chorus is also really catchy and domination. And that's the one that stuck with me and always brought me back to them. And I'd go back to the same album. And I will say as a whole, play is amazing. I can't live without you. Turn me on. Daydreaming. I mean, the whole album, I'd recommend every track because I, I, favorited every track but i will say their other i so unseen world we we did talk about on our podcast a little bit as it dropped in january of this year and i hadn't got a chance to listen to it until now and i personally thought it was great i love the different styles they did with it too because looking at bandmates discography they started in 2013 and going back to their first albums and then re-listening to their current one, Unseen World, I just love seeing how that they are very versatile and that they, they can cross that borderline between rock and metal at times. And I love that about them because they do know how to rock. They got great vocals. And one of their newer tracks, which was not an Unseen World, as they switched labels was different and that uh, different stood out to me for a couple reasons because uh, the guitar work in it is very heavy and you just hear it it's just you hear it in certain parts when you hear those riffs and also it just has a harder punch than some of their other tracks and then you go and listen to Unseen World and you're a little like okay it's a little it's a little more toned down but it's still really good and I love that Bandmade is able to do that. And some of their slower ones, like Alone, is one of my favorites, as it's more 
on the pop rockish side because it has more it's not as hard it's like that softer side of band made and it's just an absolutely beautiful track it still has their rock it still has their they're pretty much rocking punch that you want but it's that softer nice standard that i just love and cross also fits that same type of style as alone it is a softer rock feel it just sounds like your standard regular rock you listen to but they both have kick they have kick butt melodies they're catchy i mean i think the girls vocals fit very well with that more toned down style and when it's not as hard and they show that and Yudagu is another favorite of mine. And that was just a, it was a track that caught me off guard as I was listening to their album. And it's from Brand New Made, which is another fantastic album by them. And when I heard it, I'm like, this is really interesting. And I went back and listened to it a few more times. And it ended up being one of my favorites just because it was very, it stood out to me. And it was probably one of the standout tracks on that album besides Alone. Even though I think the whole thing is great, that opening guitar in Yudagu just catches you immediately. And from their Unseen World, Warning is just a great uh, track as well. I mean, I I highly recommend just if you listen to Bandmade, it's hard to just listen to a few tracks. I easily went through their whole Unseen World album and I'm just like, this is great. And I stopped and had to see what every track was because I liked it. And same thing happened when I re-listened to World Domination. When I listened to Conqueror, Glory and Endless Story are amazing. And that was another one that I got I got very pulled into. So I think Bandmade knows how to do that. Not only are they maids, they're hard rocking maids. And they do it very well. Their harmonizations and not just their actual music, like the guitars, the drums, everything coming together, but their vocals as well. And I think that's one of the reasons I would recommend them. I feel like they would they have a song for anyone who's into rock. But Gray, I'm curious to see what you think of them because Brad's and Bandmate are similar, but they're not. So I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, no, they're, you're correct. They're very similar, but they're radically different. I, I think you can really hear the, you know, the extra two members in this group. Although I will say, I I know you commented this off air. In, in some ways, if, you know, Brass is louder than, than Bandmade, but, you know, I will say even... Like, if I wasn't burnt out on rock and roll, I do think I would like Bandmade. Bandmade's a little bit harder than what I would traditionally like my rock. Which is funny because I picked Bratz, which I think is a little harder than Bandmade. But, you know, uh, this is a group that, you know, whenever I come back to rock, I would like to check out and listen to. Uh, they have a wide variety of stuff. And, you know, it's it's not just all hard rock. It, you know, they, they have some lighter tones and... You know, you, there's there's single different. I would say is very close to being metal. It is it is pretty different, and so they they really have a wide range of spectrum that they can hit, and you know they can put their hands in in like the breadth of the rock genre and and be able to do it and and do it well too. Uh, you know they they really have like those years of experience and you can really hear it in their music and it, it shows I, I started listening to their unseen world album as well and it wasn't bad what i heard of it 
but uh, I think if you're into hard heavy rock, I I think this is a good this is a good option. And like I said in the previously, you know, I think to a lot of people, I think Bandmates the standard for girls rock or one of the standards. And you know, they're they're and it shows when you listen to them. So I think if you're into it and you're interested in it, I think it's definitely worth checking out and I would highly recommend them. So what did you think of some of their softer songs versus their very harder, like heavy metal tracks? Like different, you're right. It's very, it's more, it can cross that metal barrier. And I think it's how they use the guitar in it. But some of their softer tracks like Cross or Alone that aren't as heavy, how did you, how would you categorize those? Would you just categorize those as more standard rock? And did you like that more mellow style they did? Or did you like their more heavier style? I I would say I, I always like softer. I, I don't like overbearing music. And that's one reason why I've always had a hard time getting into metal is I find it overbearing. And I think hard rock it, it is the as bearing as I like. Once you're past that, I kind of just like, I don't know. Uh, so I will always say lighter, you know, that, that is always me. I've like, I've always liked, you know, pop rock and in the nineties there was soft rock. So, you know, that, that's always been my thing is I like light, fun, jumpy music and that, that'll always be me. But I, I will say, you know, they're, they're lighter stuff. You know, I did like it. And like you can hear the rhythm guitar a little bit better in their lighter tracks also. So you can kind of appreciate it a bit more because, you know, the heavier the like the shredding guitar gets, just like the more it all becomes one sound to me at least. So I, I, li- I like it more when they lighten up a bit, but... Other than that, I don't, I can't think of anything else I could add. Did that answer your question? It, it kind of did, just, just because I didn't know if there were softer songs you would recommend than like some of their harder tracks. Yeah. Too. Sorry, I should have, I should have, I should have stated that a little bit better. I didn't know if there was a specific uh, no, you're, song you're that fine. you like better for like softer or harder or kind of yeah. what that encompassed, you know, just to give people an idea like what songs you'd recommend. Cause I know I named a few, but I didn't know yeah. if you had any I, I didn't, specific tracks to start people out with. I, I didn't get a chance to listen to outside of too much of what you, what you, you listed on yours. I, I obviously listened to the five tracks you posted and like I said, I listened to a little bit of Unseen World, but uh, I didn't get a chance to really explore their discography. But, uh, you know, songs like Cross, you know, if they have more songs like that, I would recommend those. But, uh, you, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, you, like, uh, dive in and see what you find. And I think the more you explore, just the more you can, you'll, you'll find. Because, like I said, you know, something like different, it, it, it's different. It, it, like it lives up to its name in, in a lot of ways about us, which is their latest single. I thought was actually really good. Uh, again, it's pretty heavy. Uh, it's really on that heavy, heavy rock side, but you know, it's not too bad. You mean about us? Yes. Or you mean different? Cause about us had more of a, it was very weird and, so much different from their other tracks like i different was very on that metal spectrum but about us i couldn't even pinpoint 
yeah. it was uh, yeah different a is very jarring uh different is I, uh, in my two cents, different is a metal, metal track. Like th- there is no if, ands, or buts. That is metal guitar. But uh, about us, is it's different. It, it's more melodic. Is, is if that's the best word I could use to describe it? It's a little more. I would say almost pop rockish because of the melody yeah. sound. It doesn't sound as heavy. It's a lot lighter and more fluff. I mean, I think it's an interesting style they're going with. And, you know, just coming off Unseen World, I'm very curious if they're going to maybe change up their style a little bit. I I still, they're going to, I know they're going to keep their hard rock, but it's always neat when they do a track like About Us, just because it it sounds very unique. And compared to going from different to About Us, it's a little jarring. You can tell it's the same group. It's just the melodies and the music are so different. Well, and About Us ramps up like it, it starts off like kind of light and soft but as the track progresses progresses like like the like it progressively gets harder rock if i remember correctly uh but it is different it is a, i'm not i will completely agree with you about us is a lot different especially if you uh move in from their unseen world album to about us it's it's almost a, a 90 degree turn in a weird way so it's definitely interesting. I do agree with you. I think they'll stick with their heavy stuff. I, I don't see them swapping to something more akin to About Us on a regular basis. And I think what they like to do is every once in a while deviate from the norm. Because like I said, you have like your metal song, like different. You have something a lot lighter like About Us or Cross. But, you know, at the end of the day, they have their bread and butter so to speak and that's their hard heavy rock so i i think they'll always stick to that and you know they're gonna you know step outside a little bit and experiment a little bit because i think if you just played the same thing all the time you'd get bored with it and i think they i think they play around with various genres just just to keep those creative juices flowing and to not get bored with it so i I think i think you're going to see some variety in that and but I think they'll always come back to what makes them bandmate at the end of the day. And that's a good thing. So in one question about Brat, since what, so since they had, they went from five members to three and well, of course now they're down to two. Do you prefer Brats with five members or the three members like Karma had three versus their Brats album have five? Did you see a big comparison or do you think it mattered? Honestly, I started listening to to their discography in reverse, and I I don't know I, I kind of liked their Karma album a bit, and I I, I kind of like the three member rock band a little bit more. I I think like their earlier stuff might be a a, a little bit more to my taste, but. I was a little bit more impressed with the Karma album than I was their 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 Bratz album. So me, I I kind of liked Karma a little bit more, but uh, it it's it's a toss up for me. I'm not gonna lie, it, it I could go either way. I I I did like Karma a little bit more because, like I said, I listened to it first and. I would have to say Karma, even though it's a little bit out of my taste and this is a little bit more on like the heavier side. I think I, I preferred Karma because uh, the, the good thing about a three member group is you can 
you can really synergize a lot more with with because there's fewer members and so you can all kind of get on the same page and synergize a bit more and karma really did have like a synergistic feel to it so i i would say the three member band i think is better personally did you have a preference luna so i was the opposite of you and the funny thing is is i actually started out with their karma album as well but i gravitated a little bit more towards their brats album I did, I mean, I did see a difference between both, you know, having three members versus two, but I found more tracks I liked on Bratz than I did on Karma. I mean, I thought, I, 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 and you can tell the styles did shift because they lost two members from going from one to the other. I still think they're solid and I would recommend either album, but my personal preference is more towards Bratz. Yeah, no, I understand. So, did you have any questions for me on Bandmade? I, I probably should, but I can't think of any. <laughs> All right. So, alrighty, we are going to move on to our music corner this week. And oh. I had the reins. Actually, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'll take that back. I do have one question. If you could recommend one album from Bandmade, which album would it be and why? So, it would be World Domination. And actually, so my personal preference is world domination. However, recommendation wise, hmm. so I'm going to do it two ways. I'm going to give my personal recommendation because of my style and I'm going to give a recommendation to all in general. My personal recommendation would be world domination because it is way heavier and this album has borders borderlines along some metal tort for me and that's why i love it it i mean you hear some screamo in it at some point and that is one of the reasons i love world domination is because they go full out hard but they still have their catchy choruses and their great vocals so if you want something super hard world domination my personal preference however i personally if you're just getting into Bandmade, I would go with either Brand New Maid, which is a big favorite among many fans, or I would go with Conquer, which is an amazing album. And I just started listening to it last week, and I thought Conquer was a solid album, has something for everyone. And that's where I would start, to be honest, with one of those two. But it is very, very difficult to pick an album by them because they had some very good ones. Just Bring It was also another one I would recommend because it had some of my favorite songs on it. So I would I would probably be a type between Conquer, Just Bring It, and Brand New Made for starting out. But if I had to pick one, I'd go with Conquer. Personal preference, world domination. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now I know All where right. to start when I when I start listening. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, it's great to just dive in. I started with their first album, which was the uh, which was New Beginning, and then I worked my way up from there. And I mean, I loved listening to it in that order. That's what I do. But being honest, Bandmates an artist you can pick up anywhere, and you're going to find a track you love, especially if you're into hard rock or female rock groups. So. All right, with that, we are going to move on to our music corner. And this week, I have the reins. And 
I am very, very excited because I've wanted to do this artist for quite some time. And it was really last year when she dropped three EPs, I wanted to do her. But at that time, we had some conflict of interest and I ended up not being able to do her. So with that, I finally get to pick Yayoi Daimon. And I'm so excited about this. So Yayoi Diamond is a hip-hop singer, songwriter, DJ producer, and women's rights advocate. So she got her start in the industry with the group Rhythmic and began her solo career in 2013. She is completely self-produced from writing her own lyrics, songs, production, to her own choreography. She does it all. So she's pretty much a superwoman. So her music is heavily influenced by American uh, African-American music and culture, and you hear that and see it in her videos and songs. So she made her big break in 2017 with the collaboration single Choose Me and Melon Soda featuring Rachie, who we covered a couple weeks ago. So check her out as well. And it hit number one on the iTunes reggae charts and garnished over 3 million views on YouTube. So from there on, it jumped her and she has been on the radar. She was she was on the Fuji TV show Love Music, gaining her even more love and support from the audiences. So she knows how to stun her audiences with her impactful words, unique compositions, and empowering presence, leaving her music very memorable. And I'm going to mention one of the tracks that really made her memorable is called No Bra, featuring Ako Gorilla. And... That is a song about woman empowerment and about pretty much having the freedom to do what you want, even if it means wearing no bra and kind of the my body, my choice vibe as well, which I really like that she is a big supporter of women. And not only that track, I mean, that garnished a lot of views as well. And it shows the impact she has with a lot of women like myself who look to her lyrics as guidance and like reassurance. And I love that about her. And she's also very supportive of other women artists in the industry. She does a concert every year to help push those female artists, you know, out into the spotlight and really helps give them a push in the industry because it is hard starting out in the music industry, especially being like an indie R&B hip hop reggae artist. Apple makes it easier, but it's still that it's still very difficult to do that. So I just wanted to give a shout out for that for Yayoi Diamond on there. It's not on the website, but just a little more insight into that that I wanted to discuss. So so her music has a way of leaving an impression through her lyrics. And the song Best Friend featuring Dizzle does just that. This is one of my personal favorite songs. And the first time I heard Best Friend, I had a direct connections with the lyrics and that's not all of it. The composition is phenomenal as it has a nice like pop R&B fused beats. And I think her voice shines in this track immensely. And I'm going to give a shout out to Best Friend Part 2 featuring Dizzle, which has a completely different composition as it's more of an upbeat dance vibe, also different lyrics. And I just it, I think it's just as amazing as the original because you got two pieces to the pod right there. And I think Yayoi does a great job fitting both those songs together. And I love it. There's a remix of both them together on her Work Hard, Love Hard album. So freaking good. 
So my other personal favorite song, which I have had on repeat way too much lately, and also my favorite drink, is Melon Soda featuring Richie. And this is one of my favorite bops by her. It's catchy. It fits with both Yayui and Richie's styles. Richie's rap flows so soothingly. And Yayui's vocals are so deep. And you hear her actually push that power of her voice out. And I just adore this track. I move along to it. I bop to it. And also I love melon soda. So that was a double hit right there. Cause I could, that's the only soda I drink or do cheat with. Cause I gave up soda. So that, that is a big favorite. And her, and then she also does, and she also does tracks besides melon, uh, melon soda. She does a lot of reggae type styles and rap, and I didn't mention some of her reggae tracks, which I'm on the website. But One Like Choose Me is more of a reggae style. Mango featuring Minmi is a great reggae track. But I'm going to talk about ma- uh, Makena, which pretty much tells you to never give up. And it is a reggae hip-hop feel, and you pretty much hear Yayoi rap. I mean, she still shows her vocals a little bit in it, but she more concentrates on her rap. It's a very fast-paced tune. And it, the reason I love it is the meaningful lyrics about never giving up. It has a unique compa- uh, composition. I love the combination of the hip-hop dance tune with that little bit reggae flavor. And I I like hearing her rap skills because it shows she's not only a vocalist, she's a rapper. I mean, she does it all, and I love that. And she And the reason we're doing her... I got to pick her finally is she dropped her latest single ego on the 9th and man I set my reminder on that and I'm up at work at the crack of dawn so when it aired at 6 a.m you bet I had that on my phone and ego is phenomenal I've been watching the teasers for the last three weeks and it did not disappoint it is a very powerful song with impressive lyrics vocals and music this is a track where her vocals shine and I love when you get to hear her vocals because she is a fantastic vocalist. And you hear that in her ballads such as Chikai, Wedding Song, and Okaeri. So hearing Ego, which is not a ballad, but it is a mid-tempo R&B type track. And I love that you you get to hear those vocals. Her songwriting skills are always impressive and it is a song that resonates with you deep into heart, especially with, with, with what's going on today. So, Yayui hit it out of the park for, again for me. And being self-produced and doing all this on her own is just commendable right here as just the different styles she can do and she incorporates into her own music. So, Yayoi Diamond currently has one physical album, Work Hard, Love Hard, three digital EPs, Girls Diamonds, Girls Love, and Girls Strong, and 18 digital singles with her latest Ego that just released on the 9th. So you can check out her official website, Twitter, Instagram, and her music video for Ego below. So Gray, I'm curious to hear your thoughts because she is an artist that... I was, I, I've been debating on doing because I feel like she's hit or miss for a lot of people. So why don't you go, uh, um, uh, let, let's hear your thoughts. Yeah, no. And I will, I will always, I want to be on the record for this. I'm always for, even if, you know, 
we pick an artist that's not to everybody's taste. I'm more for variety for the listeners and the viewers than I really am to soothing other people's tastes. So I want to get that out of the way. I, I, I like whoever you pick, even if I wind up not liking their music. So I, I want to get that out of the way. But Yaoi Diamond it was a very interesting pick. And I will say she was hit and miss. It, it, was, it was a pretty easy line to... For that dividing part, uh, her hip hop stuff was okay. Uh, some of it I kind of liked. Some of it it was a little bit of a miss. But I really liked her pop stuff. Anything where she was really showing off her vocal skills and her and her singing, I thought was really good. And you know, I like I checked out her work hard, live, uh, love hard album, and wound up loving loving that. And because a lot of her early stuff, I think, was in the, like that pop reggae sort of feel. And she kind of over time moved over to hip hop and rap. And I don't think she's a bad rapper. I think she has really good cadence. She has really good uh, rhythm. And, you know, she really knows how, how to rap. I think she's really good at it. But usually when she does like a hip hop song, it's much more of a Western style music that she chooses to rap to. And I'm like, that that's just not what I like. So. You know, and that's fine. You know, you know, you know, she can she can do both, and she can do both really well. But like some of my favorite songs were, uh, Okaeri, the piano version is absolutely beautiful. That that I actually I think that was my favorite song by her. Like my God, that song is wonderful. Blessing was really good to miss you. I really wound up liking both of the best friend songs. Was really really good. And I'm I'm glad you ended up uh you mentioned Okaidi because that is a amazing track. Her vocals just shine so much in that. Yeah, yeah. Okaidi is a track I really really loved and honestly I wish she did more tracks like that. But I will say if she did more tracks like that, it would not make the, it would make that one track a lot less special than what it is. So you know, it's it's kind of a bitter I wouldn't say bittersweet, but I understand why, you know, she might do this on a very rare occasion as opposed to all the time. So it, she she has a wide variety of styles that, that she incorporates. And, you know, that's what I, I wound up liking about her. And yeah, like I said, not every song's for me. Like Ketsu Fure, uh, not, not for me. I did not like that song. But... You, you know, it, it's okay. Uh, like, she has a really wide variety. And, and like I said, I'm glad you picked her because, honestly, Yaoi Diamond is... I think you could easily write her off in, in, a, in a weird way, especially if you listen to, like, some of her hip-hop tracks. Like, you you, like, you would get the idea that she's a straight hip-hop artist or rapper. And, no, she actually mixes it up quite a bit and by going into her discography and really listening to everything that she had to offer like you know you really got to see a lot of different sides of her and I think you know she's she's really talented and you know you can see all those facets not everybody can do what she does where, where you know it's like oh you know she might do a, a pop song one day and she might do like a heavy R&B hip hop song another. So so you know you you could really get the breadth 
of, of what she can do in her discography. And I think it's really wonderful. So I'm glad you picked her. She's very interesting. And, you know, depending on her next single, I may or may not be interested in checking it out. But, you know, I, I'm glad we get to cover artists like this because, you know, even though if they're not for me, they, you know, they're, they're for somebody. And, you know, the more that we can put them out, the better. So I, I'm glad you, you picked this one. Yeah, I'm glad you ended up liking her because she, like you said, she does many different styles. She doesn't really stick to one genre, which is one of the reasons I greatly enjoyed her is, I mean, I love her reggae stuff. I think like Desui Boy, Ma- uh, Mango uh, featuring Minmi, Lonely Night. I mean, she just has this great way of fitting with that vibe. And I think her voice is very versatile, which makes it good for her to be able to switch from R&B to hip hop to reggae to dance pop. And I I just love that about her. So I hope everyone, you know, got some songs down from this. Check out our website on Yayui Diamond and check out her website. She is amazing. Also follow her YouTube channel because she does a lot of free lives for the fans and she is so fun to watch live. She always invites guests on and helps promote other female artists. And I just love that she does that. And I, I respect her so much. So I hope everyone enjoyed our music corner. I wish if Ken were here because I would love to hear her thought, his thoughts on Yayoi Diamond, because I know how he felt about Makena because we, I shared that song with him. But I'd like to hear, compared to that track and hear her older stuff like Work Hard, Love Hard, what he would think of that album and her girls' EPs and her different style changes. So ho- I'm looking forward to revisiting her when we do M- uh, the MC Roundup. Yeah, uh, thank you for picking her, Luna. And uh, I'm looking forward to her wrap-up too. I'm eager to see what her next single is going to be. And hopefully it'll be out by the time we do that. I, I hope so as well. So I always look forward for a release from Yayui. And Ego was her first release of 2021. So I'm looking forward to more. All right. So with that, we are going to move on to the Oricon. And it was a very interesting week. That That's really all there is to it. So we're just going to dive right in. We got number 10. We got Odol by Adol. And Otto's still doing great. I'm so happy for her seeing Odo back on here, probably due to Jujutsu Kaitsen. It popped back up in the charts. And Odo by Otto sold a lovely 25,640 points. And moving on up, we got Dry Flower by Yuri. He's still hanging in there at number nine, which is good for him. I'm very glad. Looking forward to more releases by him in the future. Nothing more we can say about Dry Flower by Yuri, which sold a total of 26,533 points. And moving on up to a favorite still of all of our Sodongaku to you, it is Kirari by Fujikaze. Nothing more we can say about that. You can check out our website, the last couple podcasts, and you can hear all our thoughts on Kirari and Fujikaze, which sold a lovely 26,791 points. And moving on up to number seven, which it's still. And moving on up to number seven, which it's still Kaibutsu and Yashashi Suisei by Yao Sobi, 
still hanging in there. And Kaibutsu slash Yasashi Suise sold a lovely of 33,960 points. And moving on up, we got Kaito by Back Number. And nothing more we can say if you want to check out our initial thoughts on Kaito. You can listen to last week's podcast where we dive a little bit in. And spoiler, we did enjoy it, but you'll hear it more in depth. And Kaito, by back number, sold a lovely 37,009 points. And moving on up to Kimishika Katan by Hinatazaka46. And Gray and I dived into this one last week as it was number one. I'm honestly surprised it's still in the charts, but good for them. You can hear our initial thoughts on last week's episode. And Kimishika Katan by Hinatazaka46 sold a lovely 38,863 points. And moving on up to finally a new track, it is Pale Blue by Yunozu Kenshi. And so... Gray, I'm going to take your thoughts first because I already know I'm going to be a little biased on this track. So why don't you, what would you think of Pale Blue? Yeah, I, I everybody knows I have a love-hate relationship with uh, Kenshi and Ezu. So it, it's just one of those things because I, I get it. Kenshi is an artist and he he exemplifies that. In a lot of, in, and sometimes like, you know, he'll write something to pay the bills. And those those are the tracks I tend to like. <laughs> And then he'll drop something that's very artsy. Now, all, a lot of his super artsy stuff has really started to catch on. So it, it'll be interesting to see what his career looks like moving forward. Because honestly, if Pale Blue is what the rest of his career is going to be like, I don't know if I'll ever like another Kenshi Onezu song. But uh, it's an interesting track. It's different. And that, that'll be like the most positive thing I could honestly say about it at the end of the day, this isn't for me. It is a very artsy song. He's trying to really do something different with the melody. And it's trying to be a ballad, but because he's trying to be experimental with it and trying to do something different and unique with it. For me, it, it, it didn't really work. Like I see what he's doing and I, I get it. But at the same time, this is just not for me. And so I, I wound up not liking it. I think it's okay. I don't think it's a bad song in any particular manner, but it's not a song I see myself listening to over again or listening to in a week or two. Like, eh, I, I listened to it covering the show. I've settled my curiosity. I, I'm good with it. I don't think I ever really need to hear this song again. If we wind up covering it for a end of the year, I'll obviously re-listen to it. But other than that, I, I don't see myself going back to listen to this. I will say if you're a Kenshi Yonezu fan and you like his wacky experimental music, you will probably love Pale Blue because the song was written for you. But I, honestly, I also think Kenshi Yonezu writes music for him and nobody else. And so either you're on, the, either you're on his train or you're not. And so th that's just my two cents. But like I said, I don't think this is a particularly bad track. I just don't think it's for me. And that's just kind of my attitude toward it. So that's about all I can add. Uh, Luna, since you're a huge Kinshi Yonezu fan, what were your thoughts? I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not my favorite Kenshi song. 
But I love the piano at the beginning. I love that the composition is really weird and unique. And it, of course, screams Kenshi. It is Kenshi. This is what he does best. He does him. And I'm glad that he does because, like you said, it feels like he makes tracks only for him and no one else. And I like that he does that. He makes music to enjoy it, makes him happy, even if it's weird and even if people like it or don't. And like you said, it he's really either you love him or you hate him. And I'm on the Kenshi train. And I love Pale Blue. I mean, I've already listened to it about four times. And it's one of those tracks that it, in a way, it doesn't know what it wants to be, but in a way it does because it's like an upper ballad. I mean, his vocals are very smooth in it. He goes a little bit higher up like he usually does. It's just that composition that does throw you on because it has the piano, the violin in it. It's just a very interesting track in general, but it's what makes Kenshi Kenshi. It works for me. It might not work for everyone, though. And I mean, this might make my end of the year list. I don't know yet, but I think it's a solid track. I'm surprised it didn't go higher, but right now it's only downloading and streaming. The actual full single comes out on the 16th, which is the week this goes live. So I'm looking forward to seeing this still remain on the charts next week, to be honest. So we'll get to give it another re-listen. Uh, I mean, you can re-listen to it if you want. <laughs> I will. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I'm I will say numbers. this. I'm, I'm honestly expecting it when it drops to hit number one. I, I think it's going to be over 100,000, probably over 200,000. It could hit half a million. Uh, like it, it, lately, he's been able to hit those numbers pretty consistently. So I, I'm expecting, I'm expecting big things for Pell Blue. And like I said, it was not for me, but that's okay. Uh, it is for, uh, you know, there is an audience for this song. And I, like I said, you know, if you're really into like that experimental thing, I think you'll have a lot. Uh, there's a lot to like about the song. Just, it's just not for me, but uh, I, I'm expecting it to be number one and it should do really good. Really, really good. Yeah, judging by how well Stray Sheep did last year, that's why I'm looking forward to seeing the physical numbers for Pale Blue. And also, right now, it's only Pale Blue that's available streaming, and there are two B-side tracks that will go live when the single officially drops, and I'm excited to hear those. So, I mean, Pale Blue has done very well for this, this week, it's at number four, and it sold a total of 50,768 points. And moving on to the next, we still got Butter by BTS. Hanging in there. Glad for them. Butter's doing so well. And Butter sold a total of 62,242 points. And moving on up to a- another new track, number two. This is very interesting. So it is Uta no Prince-sama, Uta no Prince-sama, or Uta Padii, and it's their 10th anniversary CD, Starwish, slash Garnet Crow, slash Endless Score. It was a triple A side, and it is by all the voice actors. I'm not going to name names because there's way too many, so we're just going to say various voice actors who are part of the Uta no Prince-sama saga, so... This was interesting because we couldn't really find all the tracks. And Utapuri is always hit or miss if you can find them. From I I heard the full version of Starwish, which was released. And they also have a trailer on YouTube. And Starwish was very interesting. It's very husbando. 
Very Utapri. Very I knew what I was getting. I do think all the boys' harmonies are really good. Although it's not for me. I'm just going to say it's not for me. But if you're into the Husbandos and you're a big Utapri fan, I highly, I would recommend checking it out. You're probably going to love it. I'm not surprised it's as high high as it is, especially with the games, the anime. I mean, there's so much into this franchise and they've done a great job with it. Gray, what did you think of Utapri's newest single? Yeah, uh, Utapri's Prince Sama, it's a franchise that, you know, I've heard of and been around. I think we might have covered them once or twice on the show. I I can't quite remember. Yes, we have. Okay, I, I thought we have. Uh, this is okay. Yeah, I was only able to find Starwish, and uh, I did check out Starwish. It was okay. It, it's very much by the numbers, uh, Husbando. And that's not a bad thing, but if you're looking to win new people over to the Husbando stuff, I don't know if this is the track that would do it. This is uh, very much for, you know, Utano Prince Sama fans. And, you know, I think it delivered in that, and that's fine. You know, you want to cater to your fans. This is a 10-year anniversary for a reason. So, uh, you know, it'll be, I think it's decent for what it is, but, I, you know, I, I think at the same time it can be a bit forgettable just because I think they really played it close to the vest. So, but like I said, if you're a Utena Prince Sama fan, then this is obviously for you and you probably have already listened to it. So, uh, I think, I don't think you need our opinions on it, but, uh, in case you need them, that that's what, that's what I think about it. So with that, Uta, uh, Uta no Princess Sama, 10th Anniversary CD Starwish, Quartet, Crow, C- Quartet Crown, Endless Score, AAA side by various artists, sold a total of 63,323 points. And that is physical only, which shows that's pretty dang good. And with that, we're going to move on to number one, which I'm actually pretty excited about. It is... Bokurawa Mada slash Magic Carpet Ride, which is a double A side by V6. And Gray, I know you really enjoy V6. So what what were your thoughts on Bokurawa Mada and Magic Carpet Ride? Yeah, uh, these are also two songs that were really difficult to find. And honestly, this is the most disappointing thing is because I actually really liked what I heard from both of the songs. Because they have the preview on the the Oricon website, and you can find little snippets of it on YouTube. But uh, it's a shame. I would love to actually hear these songs in their full glory because I think Bokura Wamada and Magic Carpet Ride were both really, really wonderful songs, what I could tell. And I would love to get more of a feeling for it. I think I liked a Magic Carpet Ride a little bit more because it is really um, felt like a more of a fun pop dance number, but I think both of them were really good. And if I had the money, I think I might I might would buy this. It it wasn't as good as the Johnny's West something new. I, I will say that, but. Still, it was it was pretty solid, and like I said, I would love to listen to the full track. Maybe, I'm hope fingers crossed one day, like Johnny's will get on board and have full Western releases. That that's my hope. But until that day comes, I liked him. I just wish I could speak more to it. 
Yeah, I think Johnny's is getting there. Hopefully we will be seeing more in the future, especially with the startup of their YouTube channel. So I'm I'm hoping V6 they'll start adding them soon. And I, I felt the same with, with you on Bokuro Amada. Is I I love the live. The live they did that's on YouTube was phenomenal. And I, I enjoyed it. It's a very interesting track. Their harmonizations were good. But I would love to hear the full track and a studio version. Is just because I feel like you'll get a better feel of that song because lives can change the composition, you know, and change things around sometimes. But what I heard of Bokuro Amada, it was really interesting and I, I enjoyed what I heard. And Magic Carpet Ride, they did not give you enough of a snippet. You got a 48 second preview of that track and it sounded like it starts off a little bit slower and right as it starts building up to this upper beat track it cuts off and you're really disappointed but it leaves you wanting more and i i would be if i had the money i'd be tempted to blind by this because i thought both tracks were actually pretty solid from what i've heard and i'm looking forward to seeing more or of see if maybe johnny's puts them up on youtube in the next coming weeks these are ones i would love to check out the full versions of and i'm disappointed we didn't get to hear more but I it makes me want to check out more V6 because I've liked what I've heard of them over the years. So with that, Bokuro Amada and Magic Carpet Rides by V6 told a, sold a total of 126,542 points. And that is with CD and streaming. Streaming is specifically in, uh, in Japan only, unfortunately. Right, and... With that, we are going to hop over to the album side quick, and we do got some new ones on there, some ones that we haven't seen before, so I'm just going to go through a few of those. We still got, we got Love Yourself, Answer by BTS, and number 10, we got Simple Is Best by Teshima Aoi, good for her, on there. And she was number nine. We got we still got Demon Slayer on there. And, and this time it dropped to number eight. It is the Kimetsu, Kimetsu no Yaiba soundtrack. I'm glad to see it hanging in there. No surprise at Mugen Train. Also coming out to Blu-ray in Japan. Kenshi Yunezu at Stray Sheep still on there at number seven. And I'm sure it's going to stay in there for a while with Pale Blue, com- Pale Blue being released. Got Yaosobi with the book. Still going strong. And we got Gomenne Fingers Crossed Special Edition at number five by Nogizaka46. I didn't realize this was coming out, but Special Edition, I'm thinking it's probably a single. It was just with all the bonus tracks that aren't included on the regular edition. We got Love Person by Tokunaga Hideki at number four. We got Chaos Chapter Freeze by Tomorrow Times Together, a Korean group. Glad to see them on there. And we got another, we got an Anamuse on here. It is Anohi Mitai Ni by Sharon. And Sharon is a Seiyu group that they're the, they're three characters from the show. And it is the voice actresses. Inami Anju, Saito Shuka, and Furihata Ai. And I know Ken's a big fan of Saito Shuka, so I'm wondering if he actually listened to some of this. And we and at number one, we got an artist that I haven't heard of, but I am definitely going to be checking out now. It is Playful by Demoto Koichi. And good for him. 
new artist hitting number one on a track, or at least new artist to me. And he got 106,064 points in CD only. Disappointing, because I was going to look him up on Apple Music. But I will still look him up and check him out. But he made number one. Good for him. And and before we wrap things up, just want to point out that we recently were able to do an interview with the Japanese rock group Tricot. And I want to give a big shout out to Tricot for doing this interview with us. They're a fantastic group. We got to discuss their newest single, Enai, which just came out. It is currently on all digital streaming platforms, and you can also check out the video on YouTube. And it is on www.ongakudu.com. All right, and with that, don't forget to check out our website, ongakudu.com, and also be sure to follow us on Twitter Instagram, and Facebook at ongaku to you. So we just want to give a big thank you and shout out to all of our lovely affiliates. We're going to start with Kyoto Hunter, who is a Twitch streamer who used to live in Japan, but still streams many Japanese games, which include of those of the horror genre. He was streaming Fatal Frame earlier this week, which got me super excited because I love that game. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash Kyoto Hunter, K-Y-O- R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. And you can also follow Timber Taft, who is not only a Twitch streamer, but a vocalist in his own right. He did the theme song to Devilman Crybaby. And you can check him out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Timber Taft, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. And check out my sister, Rosalie who has been streaming some Pokemon Stat, Monster Hunter, and some art here and there. And you can check her out on twitch.tv slash RainstarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. And last but not least, you can check out Fangirl Fangirl Has No Name, who has been going through the lovely Final Fantasy VII. No spoilers, because this is her first go-around playing it. And you can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. And check out our usual host, and we miss him a ton, Ken, on his Twitter where he tweets about Ina Iba, Bang Dream, Ina Iba, and more Bang Dream, and D for DJ. And his, his handle is otyken1 on Twitter. And Gray, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at OngakuGray, where I tweet out what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. So if you're interested in me, just follow me there. All right. And don't forget to check out the podcast that Kyo, Timber, Fangirl, and Ken do called Potasaurus, where they discuss various video games and the video video game industry. You can check them out on all podcast streaming services by looking up Kyoru Hunter and... With that, you can find me on several streaming sites, such as my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu, Letterboxd, and Twitter at LunaMaria87, L-U-N-A-M-A-R-I-A-87. And you can follow me on Instagram as NerdyCollectorLuna. I mainly post about, right now it's horror, Destroy the Brain is bringing back Late Night Greenhouse in August, and I am promoting the crap out of it so if you live in st louis check out late night greenhouse and destroy the brain they're gonna be showing some cool stuff if you like horror 
and Japanese music and anime and cats, follow me on any of those sites. And with that, we want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it, had fun listening to it. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so hit us up on Twitter, Insta, wherever you can find us. Hope you have a great rest of your week. This is Luna. Ja matane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye.